Hey, welcome back to Bankrupt Overland. Your host here, LJ. I've got the crew with me tonight. We've got Jeff and Steven, your regulars, and we've invited John back to join us to talk about his favorite topic, AHC. And so uh, if you're on the forums or on the uh, Land Cruiser, Lexus groups, I'm sure you've, you've seen the, the great debate of do you, do you rip out AHC and throw in some cheap OME suspension? Do you uh, get your AHC back in spec and, and run it? What do you do when you build out your rig and, and your AHC is struggling? Well, all those questions are going to be answered tonight with the help of John. He's done a ton of research on this. He has actually brought his into maintenance, runs it loaded down, knows the ins and outs, how to look at it, what to do. And, uh, and I think he's going to bring a whole lot of knowledge to you guys out there who are, who are interested. Uh, and, and I'm sure if you have further questions, he'd be happy to help you out as well. Um, so to kind of get it started off, uh, based on kind of what John's outlined, I think he's going to kind of go into what it is first. So we have a good understanding of it. Um, and then we're going to kind of go into the, the different variations of how we maintain it, like I said, and then, and then what do you do when you build your full overland rig and you got steel bumpers, skids, fully loaded out rear end, you know, how do you, how do you accommodate for that when, when this system wasn't designed to maintain it? So with that being said, I'm going to, I'm going to turn it over to John here. And John, why don't you tell us what AHC is? Because just by hearing those words, I, I'm pretty sure if you don't own a Land Cruiser, you don't know what the hell we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. So AHC is the standard suspension that was offered on all LX470 9807 models. Uh, it's a hydro pneumatic, hydro pneumatic suspension and uh, some Land Cruisers 06 to 07, it was like an option, but most of them came with it. Um, so I guess from the beginning, AHC stands for active height control. So it is self-leveling, which I've, I've had questions from people where they're saying, oh, I was sitting in my driveway and all of a sudden the front end dropped like an inch. I'm like, well, is your driveway an incline? And they say, yeah. I'm like, well, it was trying to level it out as best as it could. Oh. Uh, which is which is pretty interesting. Uh, it actually scared the crap out of my mom once, which was hilarious. <laughs> um, so hydro pneumatic, what does that mean? So it, it is a uh, combination of pressurized oil and pressurized gas to provide like a, as Lexus says, sensitive, dynamic, and high capacity system. So uh, the hydraulic aspect uses the incompressible nature of the fluid to maintain uh, the ride height. So the hydraulic mm. aspect is is really just holding your truck up. So that's, you know, more fluid equals higher, less fluid equals lower. And the uh, pneumatic aspect uses the spheres or the globes, and there's four of them, uh, one at each corner attached to the frame. And those have like a, uh, a natural uh, nitrogen gas, and there's like a uh, membrane. And the nitrogen gas and the hydraulic fluid are separated by that membrane. And that membrane actually acts as your dampener. So the, the shocks themselves have no dampening properties or very, very little. And the dampening is actually uh, com completely controlled by the nitrogen gas. So there's a so, so what you're saying is, say you run over a bump, that, mm -hmm. that, that compression of the shocks is sent through the hydraulic lines and through the, through the globes. And that's how it's making that, that what would typically be a harsh bump just say a pothole in the road softens that is that exactly. what you're saying yeah oh, that's exactly cool. um so it's 
Lexus says that the uh, nitrogen gas is six times more flexible than traditional steel springs, which I guess a little bit of background on me. I'm a engineer by school and a quality engineer by trade in automotive. So I, I got a little, <laughs> a little geeked out on this. I, I love AHC. I'm very passionate about it. Uh, unfortunately, there's a lot of misinformation out there. You know, I got, I solicited some questions from my followers and from the Facebook page and an unfortunate amount of responses were, you mean just rip it out and throw an old man emo? <laughs> <laughs> which, which in my opinion is a subpar suspension system. It, it, exactly. It, so it's not even the, it's like the bottom of the barrel suspension system you can buy when you're looking at suspension for these. Yeah. Uh, but it is a complicated system. So when, when someone says, Hey, I can sell you this thing for 900 bucks and it'll fix your problem and you're good. I can understand that, but that's kind of why I'm on here is to talk about it and, hopefully educate some people. Um, so it does, the LX does still have front torsion bars and rear coil springs, but they're much, much lower spring rate than the Land Cruiser. If you throw in Land Cruiser torsion bars and Land Cruiser rear coils, it will ride terribly. Um, so. Why will uh, it ride terribly? Is it, is it just because they're, they're too strong and too stiff? Yeah, it will, it will kind of over uh, compensate or, I guess lift the vehicle up more than the hydraulic system or hydropneumatic system will be able, it will no longer be able to dampen. Oh, just, you'll oh. just be kind of riding on that because if you think about it on the Land Cruiser, like the springs and the torsion bars and the coils, you know, on all four corners, hold it up. Mm -hmm. But in this case, it's really the hydraulic uh, part that's holding it. So the torsion bars are really just there to kind of be there. Like the, I think for the LX rear coil springs, the spring rate is like 80 something. I can't remember the unit and Land Cruiser is like 180 okay, or something well, like that. So mm. it's, it's a substantial difference. Um, and you have, it uh, takes away, it takes away a lot of the, the weight off of the hydraulic system. So it kind of separates it. It's probably, you know, it, it allows the, the spring to do some of the work to hold it. But mm -hmm. if, if you were, if you only relied on, the hydraulic fluid that'd be putting a lot of pressure on that system. And if it ever failed, that, that would be a fail safe, you know, that to have the spring in there. Yeah, exactly. And we'll kind of get into like the balance of it a little bit. Um, but you have a, a 16 position stepper motor that is like connected to the globes and that's how it can um, adjust like your, um, like you're going through a corner, it can tighten up. And you also have a dial from like comfort all the way to sport. So you can change like your ride, like your ride feel. So if I'm going fast for whatever reason in a hundred series and there's a turn coming up, I'll throw it in a sport. So I have less body roll. It's, it's pretty awesome. Um, and then you can get to the height control setting. So you have a low, a normal and a high. And uh, the high is actually really awesome. It, it raises the front of the vehicle 1.6 inches and the rear of the vehicle two inches uh, but there is a, a speed limit, so it can only happen under 19 miles an hour. And if you're in four low and in a low traction situation, it'll actually go into a uh, extra high mode, and that'll lift 2.75 inches above normal. So you can almost get a wow. three-inch lift out the box. Uh, normal is obviously normal ride height. Uh, I don't think there's much of a difference between that and the Land Cruiser. And low will drop you two inches in the front and 1.6 inches in the rear, but you can only go about six miles an hour in that. It's really like an easy access mode. So like I was saying at the end of last week's or the week before his podcast or whenever it was, uh, you can use it to, if your hitch isn't high enough on your trailer, you can throw it in low and pop it on there. Uh, so it's, it's, it's an awesome system. Um, rides 
better than most brand new cars. I have a 2016 GX 460 with 60,000 miles on it. And my 2002 LX with 170,000 miles on it rides smoother than that. And the wife agrees, which means that it's true. (laughs) The good old old butt dyno. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, And, and one point to make too, is when I first bought the truck, I, you know, I had all the doors open. I was looking around. I was pressing the hype buttons and it wasn't going anywhere. I was like, great. I just brought, I just bought a truck with a bum suspension system, but it turns out that Lexus will not do like the AHC is disabled as soon as you open a door. So if you're trying to test it, if you're like test driving an LX or something, you're not familiar with it, make sure all the doors are shut. It's uh, also obviously limited by engine being off. Uh, And then there's an AHC off button on the little center console selector. So you turn that off and it won't adjust height. And then if you are overloaded, so you have too much weight, it will not adjust height either. And that's a common complaint is some people will be like, I I loaded me and my four buddies in the truck and put skis on the top and it dropped it in the low and I couldn't go anywhere because I was on bump stops. Well, it was the system protecting itself. Uh, from too much weight so with that with the overweight um does that have anything to do with you know potentially like the springs wearing out and not being able to hold the vehicle enough yes yes you are totally correct and i will get into that okay um so first before we get into how to make it better a little bit on why people don't like it uh it's it is a somewhat complicated system you know it's hydro pneumatic just that word right there scares a lot of people (laughs) Out. Um, <laughs> yeah, LJ's out. Uh, it does have a reservoir. There is fluid. It does have, as Jeff kind of touched on, a maintenance schedule. So it's it's something that people aren't used to maintaining. You know, suspension. It's usually just okay. I need to replace my shocks. Not I'm going to send them off to get rebuilt, or I'm going to flush the fluid. It's just all right. My front struts are out. My rear struts are out. Bought a new set. Here we go. Um, and then also, there's not really much concrete information on it so there's there's less information and there's also more disinformation so people will come on and say oh it's this or that and that's just not true um and it's seen i could see a uh a situation where you take your your lx 470 down to your local your local shop you know around the corner right and and the gentleman uh, great, great technician, right? But might not have any experience working on on the LX470 suspension model because it's such a rare vehicle out there today anyways. And just goes, hey, man, I would be cheaper for me to go ahead and throw some new springs on here, rip that stuff out. You don't have to worry about it again for the rest of the time you own it, right? And I feel like a lot of that misinformation probably comes um, from, you know, very good people just looking at a situation and going, here's the safest route and the cheapest route for me to, t- to take care of you. Yeah, that's a that's actually a great point to bring up because I have seen posts on the Facebook page, the UZJ100 Facebook page, where people, you know, it's usually like a mom who who's owned it for 12 years, and she says, "I, the ride quality has been really terrible, so I brought it to Lexus, and they said my shocks are leaking, so I put all four new shocks all around, and it still rides the same." And that's because the shocks don't actually do anything; they just hold the vehicle <laughs> up. They're they're really a hydraulic ram. So if your ride quality is terrible, you need to, as I'm about to get into, measure your neutral pressures, compensate for that, maybe replace your globes. If you have no dampening anymore, globes. So it's interesting because even the Lexus dealership has no idea. Like I took mine in to get aligned and in the factory service manual, during an alignment, it says that they will like cross-level the front ride height, 
check pressures and all that. So I was like, sweet for 80 bucks. I'm going to get a whole lot of AHC maintenance done on it. And the guy was like, I've been a Lexus master tech for 20 years and I have no idea what you're talking about. So it's kind of scary that like <laughs> wow. I'm reading him the factory service manual and he's telling me that I'm wrong. So <laughs> that's, that's, I guess that's just a show of how widespread the lack mm-hmm. of information is. Um, so we've kind of covered what it is a little bit of how it works and why people don't like it. So how do you make it better? Say you have AHC, you've got 150,000 miles on your truck or 250,000. To your knowledge, nobody's ever touched it. What do you do? Well, one great aspect or one great contributor to the community, Yoda MD, who I have sets of his keys that he makes. He has an LX470 that he has bumpers on and winch and all sorts of stuff, fridge, drawers. He made a video on YouTube that walks you through this entire process, step-by-step with visuals, with instructions. He also has a cheat sheet. So a quick reference, you know, when you're out in the garage and your hands all greasy, you can have it printed out and just look at it instead of having to fumble with your YouTube remote or whatever. Um, That is an excellent resource. And anytime anybody posts anything about AHC on the Facebook page, I link that. It's almost a guarantee. (laughs) I've seen it. I've seen (laughs) it. (laughs) I'm like, hey, hey, watch this. And they're like, okay, thanks. I don't know who you are, but cool. And then on I Hate Mud, I can't remember the username, but there's a, a nice gentleman who put together an ABCs of AHC. And that goes through kind of everything that I've been telling y'all. It's got some linked uh, files with information in them, diagnostic procedures, and then it kind of walks you through step-by-step of what to do. So I don't want to get too much into that because it's a podcast and that gets boring. But basically, you want to load your rig up as if you were on the trail so that you can uh, you know, be sure that you're compensated for the weight where you're going to be stressing it the most. You want to be on level ground, and you want to uh, measure your ride height at all four corners, get a baseline of that. You want to check your globe health or your spheres. So there's actually graduations on the AHC reservoir on the passenger side of the engine bay. And if you cycle from, uh, I think it's high to low, and uh, there it, when you go from high to low, more fluid goes in the reservoir because there's less fluid in the system. And if that graduation is lower than seven, so the difference between high and low is less than seven notches, your globes are not healthy. So it's at that point, you kind of want to stop and and think, do I want to replace the globes to keep, you know, to put it back to factory spec, which the difference at factory spec is 14, or do I just kind of want to send it, you know, it's trail rig, whatever. Uh, But that's a good way to determine pretty quickly what your health is. And then for the next part, you'll need TechStream, which there's TechStream in five minutes on the I Hate Mud forum. There's an awesome guy on the Facebook page who put together like a more current um, set of instructions with more current links. Um, I think you can just search that on the Facebook page and find it to download TechStream. But you want to plug that up and measure your neutral pressures. So you'll go from normal height to low and back to normal. And that low to normal takes pressure to lift the truck. And that pressure differential is measured and read out to you. And there is a spec value. So typically your fronts will be really high and your your rear will also be high. Um, So you want to take note of that. And then uh, you want to bleed your fluid. It's, It's pretty much the same as bleeding brakes. But instead of having to have somebody push the pedal, the weight of the truck just drops the shock. So it kind of bleeds it for you you got to be careful if you're under it and you're kind of larger than i am oh man (laughs) the truck might squash you so be careful but it's very simple there's five bleeding points you got all four of the globes and then there's an accumulator and uh 
the purpose of the accumulator is it holds a higher amount of pressure so that when you do change height, it's quicker. It's not the pump building up pressure. So the accumulator <laughs> does as its name, it accumulates pressure. So you're not just sitting there listening to the pump lift you. Um, and then after you do all that, you want to adjust side to side height and compensate for those neutral pressures. And the front is very easy. You just crank the torsion bars. I think uh, one full turn of the torsion is a 0.2 megapascal reduction in pressure. So that's a good little reference. So if you're, you know, a whole megapascal off, you need five full turns. I feel like you made that word. And, uh, for the <laughs> <laughs> you're, just so, you're just trying to sound cool. Are you saying megapixel? Megapascal. Talking about cameras? <laughs> So a, a pascal is just a unit of, of pressure and it doesn't really matter what the unit is it's just the number thankfully this one isn't like 1280 it's just like six and a half it's like the front spec hmm. and for the rear so the rear is coils um so for that if you you can do like a 30 millimeter spacer but that only drops it like half a megapascal or i'll just put 0.5 a pressure point um <laughs> and that typically you're like two to three out of range so you can do new new oem springs but they're like 150 a side so that's that's pretty expensive if you're having to do globes and springs it's not cheap mm -hmm. but thankfully there's a company in australia named king springs not king shocks and they make ahc springs and those will drop your pressures like three to, th to four almost so usually it'll put you actually below spec if you're unloaded but my lx when I did this, I put the King AHC springs in and I had no additional weight besides, I think sliders at the time, which are not that heavy. And it rode great, much more confident and uh, much more plush. And with the, with the front cranking of the torsion bars, I was, I was able to get it completely into spec. And then with those King AHC springs being under the rear spec, I now have room for a rooftop tent, a rear bumper, fridge, drawers, whatever I want. So let me ask you this then, because does it say if you're just out of spec in the rear and you put in say if you're comparing oem springs to the kings what would the oem drop it the three pressure points as well or is it just something special about those kings that that kind of get to that that i don't know minus three sure so really uh the oem springs would get you hopefully right at spec so the spec is a range. I think it's like okay. a value plus or minus five. Let's just mm -hmm. say seven. So six and a half to seven and a half, you're in spec. I was near 10. Mm. So if I had gotten OEM springs, it would have brought me hopefully to seven because that's right sure. in the middle of spec. Now, the problem with that is that OEM springs are known to wear out in like five years. So you're spending 300 bucks for oh, something that's man. only going to last you five years. Wow. And you don't really have any room to you know add weight because you're right at spec you can add a 30 millimeter spacer but at that point you're like 350 bucks so in my opinion i think king ahc springs are the way to go because even if you're below spec you have room for weight mm -hmm. so say you load it up you got seven people with you yeah you're probably going to be good so you got room to grow and it still rides fine Okay. Been completely unloaded. I, I noticed no issues. I mean, it's a, it's, it's like a 6,000 pound SUV. It could use all the help it can get. <laughs> sure. Um, so that's kind of how to make it better. And I'm kind of rambling about it. So please reference the documentation on Yoda MD's video on YouTube and AB, ABCs of AHC. 
Because that way you're not just listening to some dude rambling. You can watch <laughs> it or read it, which is let's let, let's recap that real quick, right? Let's let's get like maybe five things that if if someone if you're still with us right now, you really are interested. <laughs> in I gotta say. Uh, you know, we've been, we've been talking about adventure trailers. We've been talking about trips. Uh, so if you're still here, you own a land cruiser that has AHC probably. (laughs) So so what, what are the, you know, if you're, if you're approaching a vehicle and, and someone says, Hey, my AHC sucks. I'm thinking about taking it out. You know, give give a step of five things that they should be doing before they even pick up a wrench. Sure. So check your globe health because that gives you an idea on the health of the system. And that can determine uh, show you if it's if your pressures are bad or if you might need to replace some mm-hmm. components. And then you'll want to check your pressures with TechStream. Mm-hmm. And then you want to adjust for those pressures and then go from there. Maybe oh, and do a fluid bleed because when you bleed yeah, the fluid, bleed. I mean it's disgusting. Mm-hmm. It it's just mm-hmm. like brake fluid. Um, so globe health pressure check, compensate for those pressures, and then do a fluid bleed. Yeah, uh, yeah. that'll that'll get you to a much better spot than you are. And I've, I've wheeled with LXs that have 300,000 miles and nobody has touched the AHC system and it still works. Mm. I mean, that's, that's just oh. ridiculous, in my opinion. Uh, which is kind of a nice segue into what are the common issues? What mm-hmm. fails? So the first and foremost one is ride height sensors. So you have two sensors on the front, one on each end or side, and then you have one in the rear. If uh, you have a bad AHC sensor, which I have had, you have crazy ride heights that make no sense. It does not follow <laughs> the buttons. When I when it happened to me, I had the Carolina squat going. It jacked nice. the front <laughs> all the way up. It drove terribly. Uh, <laughs> thankfully, there's usually an associated DTC that TechStream can read. So your off light will flash, and that indicates that you have a code or something's wrong. So you plug it up, see what's going on. On Rock Auto, you can purchase ASIN brand, which is an OEM supplier for Toyota. ASIN brand ride height sensors for like 150 bucks. You can get a brand new one. Because typically if you're wheeling, you get mud and corrosion and all that kind of stuff. Can you spell that, John? Just so folks listen. Yeah. ASIN is A-I-S-I-N. And uh, what I wish that I had known prior to purchasing brand new ones for $150 is that (laughs) Cruiser Outfitters (laughs) retrofits a lot of LXs with traditional suspension and therefore has a lot of takeoff sensors mm. and parts. And uh, they oh. told me when I called that they had just sold an entire pallet of AHC parts to a guy for like 400 bucks. Oh, so wow. you can call and say, Hey, I just need a front left right height sensor. What can you do for me? And cruiser outfitters is fantastic. I highly recommend them for everything. Uh, is another- that the guy, Kurt? Isn't that guy yeah. Kurt? Kurt. Okay. Yeah. Kurt. Yeah. He's yeah. all over the Facebook page. He's on, yeah. I hate mud. He's fantastic. And their, their customer service is excellent. And if you buy it on Tuesday, it'll be at your door Thursday, which is nuts. Ooh, that's uh, dope. Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, another common issue that people, people complain about is your poor ride quality. Uh, so it can be you're bouncing all over the place or it just mm-hmm. doesn't ride very well. So to do that, you need to perform the maintenance steps, as I said earlier, to bring it back up into spec. Mm-hmm. If it's still riding poorly after that, and maybe your globe health was bad, but you just wanted to chance it, it's most likely your globes. But the cool thing is with the globes, uh, you know, you can get them OEM from the dealer. It's going to be your most expensive OEM from online, which will be a little bit cheaper, you know, like McGeorge Toyota or parts OUQ or something like that. 
But there's actually a guy uh, across the pond who takes Citroen globes and adapts them to the Lexus spec. Like the car <laughs> manufacturer? Like Yeah. Because Citroen was the original hydro pneumatic suspension. I think they had it in like the 70s or the 80s or something. Like that car, a fish, Uh hydraulic suspension that is similar to the LX. So you can get a (laughs) new Lexus spec adapted Citroen globe for $700 to your door, which is pretty That's just for one? That's all four. Oh, okay. Whoa, that's really good, actually. Yeah. So that's a great way to get it back into spec. I've considered it myself um, and you can go use, but it's a gamble. Uh, mm-hmm. it, by the time it's off the truck, they probably didn't do the globe health <laughs> check or they probably would still be on the truck. So um, what would you say to someone who, who is already done like the bleeding and they found out they need to replace their globes and they're already in it 300 bucks or 400 bucks doing, you know, certain things or buying cables and stuff. And then they go, and then they have to spend $700 on new globes. I would say totally understand the situation. Your options are going to stock Land Cruiser suspension, which you can get for like four to 500 bucks. And then you can do like mm. cheap lifts with a torsion bar crank and uh, spacers in the rear. But what I would really say is, hey, for 1100 bucks, you get, in my opinion, the best suspension system in the world that allows you to lift on demand and have a plush ride quality for the same or lower price than even an entry level suspension system. So like Iron Man is like 1100 bucks. Mm-hmm. I think old man Emu is like 800, but everybody says that it rides terribly. So if this is kind of a, something that your wife goes in or your girlfriend or your grandma, I think I would fork up the money for the AHC. Uh, Cause it's the, the capability and the uh, like, I guess adaptability is, is unmatched. You can lower it if you need to get something heavy in there or your grandma wants to get in and it's too tall uh, you can raise it for off-roading. Like I said earlier, it's almost a three-inch lift. I mean, that's insane. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's on demand, so you're not riding around at three inches and screwing up your CVs. Yeah, I want to expand on kind of the, the off-road capabilities because my, my 06 LX uh, has a functioning AHC. And I was in Talladega National Forest, and at the time I had a, a pretty chunky uh, roof box on my roof, just carrying light stuff, trash, whatever. And there was a tree that had fallen across the the trail, dropped that guy down into low and creeped oh, under it. It man. was perfect. And I was like, this yeah. is why this system is so awesome, right? Because you can lift it to get over rocks or you know trees or roots or whatever, but you can also lower it while you're off-road and get under those things where someone – you know, saying a, a giant lifted Jeep would have to cut down the tree and spend hours chopping it up, moving it off the trail, everything. Yep. So. <laughs> exactly. We, we, ran into a, we ran into a tree like that during the, the red clay rally where there was one that was really close to LJ's. I think it was your, your tent up top, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, it, was, it was real close. And I remember looking at it like, who brought the chainsaw? And I'm like, uh, <laughs> I forgot. Yeah. And then someone else was like, I forgot. And I'm like, where's John? Oh, John's not here. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, me and Damn my Milwaukee it. chainsaw. Uh, so the last common issue is your pump can go out. And the same thing as the sensors, just try to look for a takeoff. Because odds are it worked. Um, and kind of go and rebuild the pumps, kind of like the brake system on, on the, the, the Land Cruisers? To my knowledge, no. I haven't seen okay. anybody who rebuilds it. Um, I mean, there's, I see one posted about once a week on the Facebook page for mm. people who are just trying to get them out of the garage, like 50 gotcha. bucks. Um, Cause it's not worth anything to them. 
and they don't think it's worth anything because they don't know how good AHC is. <laughs> um, so the next thing is what are some modifications you can do? So a cool thing you can do with AHC, if you do want the look of a lift, you can do a sensor lift. So the sensors are mechanical. It's just, it's just a little arm joint connected to the control arm or the rear axle uh, based off a fixed point on the body that determines ride height based on that. So mm. one thing about AHC that people don't really always know is no matter what you do, it will always try to reach a desired ride height. So you can load it down and it will try to lift it. So that's great for towing because then you won't be sagging in the rear. If you're within spec, it'll lift that rear back up. So then you're towing at normal ride height where you have better handling. And then also if uh, people think, oh, if I put like a shock spacer on it, that'll lift the shock up and then I'll get a lift. But no, it'll actually just, the the sensor will be able to read that it, the control arm is lower down or is uh, further down and then release hydraulic pressure to bring that back to spec. So the only way to lift AHC is to physically modify the spacers. So you shorten them so it thinks that it's lower and then therefore raises it by increasing oh. pressure. So you can shorten oh. the heim joint connections in the front and it's just like a slider bracket in the rear. And if you want to get like a two and a half inch lift, you do have to extend that bracket yourself, but not a big deal. Uh, hey, one thing real quick on the, on the towing, you mentioned about that, you know, if, if someone, you know, regularly towed or, or something like that, is that where would the King shocks also help with, with, with towing as well to help those pressure stands stay in check? Absolutely. So it would help uh, if you're towing higher, heavier loads regularly, I would suggest airbags. That's like an off and on thing where you can make sure that it's within spec um, and not rely on kind of the springs. And it would be an off and on thing. So it's not riding like a dually when you're not towing. Mm -hmm. Right, uh, right. But, it, but it's compensated when you are. So when you're doing the, sh uh, the sensor lift, just make sure once you've lifted it that you check your pressures again. You might have to crank your torsion bars some more. You might have to add a spacer in the rear or go to the King HC springs if you haven't. And then one interesting modification, as I stated a little earlier, is there are AHC shock spacers. And what that does is it just brings the shock back up to where it would be um, at stock height because mm. they're like a hydraulic ram. So you can imagine if you lift it, that hydraulic ram is now a little higher up in the shock. So if you, if you install the AHC shock spacer, it brings that shock back up, bringing that hydraulic ram back to its normal spot. And that way you don't have any instances where you're limiting travel because the hydraulic ram is topping out at the top of the shock. Uh, so that's what you can do for the sensor lift. And then uh, everybody's favorite question is, what do you do when I add bumpers? If I got a front bumper, a rear bumper, I've got a tire carrier, I've got a fridge, I've got a rooftop tent, I got uh, drawers. There's a guy on the Facebook page who has all of those. His name is Brian Escamilla. He's amazing because he knows as much about AHC as anybody. And he has King AHC springs, uh, cranked front torsion bars. And he said it rides like a dream. He still has height control. He still has all the amenities and the features of AHC with all that load. And he said it rides great. So that's the answer to that. It is not some mystical thing that you cannot achieve. Because as long as your pressures are good, the system will operate as if you had no extra weight. Um, really if cool. you if that you, actually explains quite a bit, because whenever uh, one of my first uh, modifications I did to mine was um, the OEM headlight housing was was 
kind of busted up. It was leaking and everything. So I replaced it. And uh, with doing that, you have to make sure your, your headlights are, are aligned properly. Well, a couple months later, I threw a big old heavy steel bumper and a 12 K winch on the front and I didn't have to readjust anything. Just yeah. the, the HC <laughs> yeah. adjusted for me. I was like, this is awesome. Yeah. It was one less step I had to do. Right. So yeah, um, yeah that, that's such a cool aspect of it. Oh, it's, it's, it's amazing. Um, and if, if you overload the front too much, like say you've got a big old winch, a big old heavy steel bumper, and you just can't seem to crank those torsion bars up to spec, you can do one of two things. You can re-index them to get, to gain a little bit more spring from them. Mm-hmm. Or you could try Land Cruiser torsion bars because they are a higher spring rate. So you'd have to crank them less. Uh, I personally haven't done that because I haven't needed to, uh, but I have read that some people have. And if you are, like I said earlier, if you're towing heavy loads a lot, or you just have a ton of weight on the rear that isn't on all the time, I would suggest airbags because uh, then you can uh, pump those up for, for those heavy loads and, and be good. And then uh, spare parts to bring on the trail, really just height sensors. You might nick them with a tree or something, and that would kind of throw the system out of whack. Is one height sensor the same for all four wheels? So they are different. Uh, the rear is unique, and then the front si- uh, sides are, are like mirrored of each other. So you do need one of each, which I was lucky enough to find at a junkyard. Um, so you would need four total? Just three. Four- okay, just three. Gotcha. Yeah, two front, one rear. And they're gotcha. very easy to replace. It's like a couple tens, and that's it, and a plug. Um, and you the- actually still have your 10 millimeter? I can't find mine. <laughs> <laughs> Bring an adjustable wrench. Uh, <laughs> so that kind of covers all of the material that I prepared, um, which is a lot of information, but it's it's a complex system with a lot of details. Uh, so one thing I did in preparation as well for this is I, I asked the people, what do you guys want to know about AHC? So I have a couple questions. Um, I'll just go through them. I won't really say who answered them or who asked them. Uh, one person asked, is flex limited, especially in high mode? The answer is no. On 100 series, the front independent front, sus- the independent front suspension is really limited by the, uh, the control arms and the suspension geometry. So you won't really encounter any flex issues unless you do that, um, the sensor lift, in which case you have the shock spacers that bring it all back into a uh, spec. And then I had some comments about the 200s. Uh, there's not as much information about 200 series AHC, probably because it hasn't broken yet. So nobody has like deep dived <laughs> it on the forums. You know, Lexus says, oh, it's great, blah, blah, blah. Uh, one cool thing that I found about the 200 series AHC system is that it is cross-linked. And I couldn't find definitively if it was cross-linked per axle or if it was more X-linked, mm. like front to back for each side. But cross-link is really cool because... Say you are stuffing the heck out of your front passenger tire, so it's pushed up all the way in the wheel well. Crosslink enables that hydraulic pressure that's being pushed up to be transferred to the other side and push that wheel down. So your driver's side wheel will be pushed down because the truck's like, yo, if you're stuffing the passenger side, the driver's side's probably going down. So it'll Mm -hmm. push that down further so you can try to maintain more contact on the ground. I think really Land cool. Rover does something similar. Yep, there's Land, Ro- yeah, Land Rover okay. does that very well. Theirs yeah. is Airs. Oh yeah. Um, so, and another point, someone men- 
said to make sure the point of if you're armored up, armored up, you won't have any uh, issues with ride height. It'll be the perfect rake as per the factory. So you, you'll maintain your driving dynamics. Uh, someone asked, are AHCs big? <laughs> kind of, yes. Uh, someone wanted to make, make sure that I mentioned that it's very, very, uh, very reliable if maintained properly. Most people delete it prematurely, which is kind of why I'm on here. And it's uh, the king of AHC, of 100 series flex. Convince me that I'm wrong, but you can't. Uh, someone asked if you inst- <laughs> if you install a conventional lift, does AHC go away? Yes, it does. So you can remove just the shocks and throw on the um, you know the traditional suspension and leave everything there, or you can rip the whole system out. Um, I think if you rip the whole system out, you're you have to pull it through the frame rails, right? So it's like super protected, which makes sense. You don't want to smash yeah. it on a rock or something. So it's actually fed through the the framework rails, which is kind of a pain if you want to remove it, but super cool that you're not going to worry about smashing it. Yeah, most people will just leave the stuff on. Yeah, um, I have a few buddies who've converted, and they're like, "Hey, if you need a part, just come get it off my truck because it's, it's a pain." <laughs> it's still uh, on super there. Nice. <laughs> yeah, someone asked, is there a ride quality difference at heights? So if you're in high mode, is the quality different? Mm. Is it easy to maintain and what's the average lifespan? So if you're in low, you are definitely going to see a different ride quality because you're pretty much riding on the bump stops. So I backed out of my driveway, which is a bit of, of a hill with a bump at the bottom in low and you, you feel it. Uh, in high, you can't really go too fast. So the ride quality difference would probably not be noticed as much. Um, mm-hmm. But you do have more down travel and high. So it might actually soak up the bumps a little bit better. Huh. Is it easy to maintain? In my opinion, yes. It's kind of like bleeding your brakes. And then if you can read a computer screen, you yeah. can do it. Um, average lifespan, it just really depends. Do you take care of it? 300,000 miles. I mean, that's kind of mm-hmm. the Land Cruiser thing. If you maintain, it will last for pretty much ever. Uh, and then someone asked one of the points. One of the points of, of it is like a lot of these trucks people are buying with 200, 300,000 miles or anywhere in between. And the systems and things haven't been touched, mm-hmm. you know, that they just get abused. So, you know, they could be, they could seem problematic, but what other car lasts 300,000 miles or 200,000 miles without touching anything? When, yeah. I bought my, when I bought my 100 series, they had the original timing belt still on it and it had 240,000 miles. It was the original belt, wow. never changed. Yeah. So, I mean, water pump, everything was original. So it's like, you, you need to do a once over on these vehicles. You know, I think, I think LJ was talking about that last one about, you know, his vehicle, he bought it. You know, if you, you need to have a buddy that does maintenance or, or you need to do it yourself, these rigs, um, you know, up to par. And same thing with the AHC it gets abused and it's just never, never maintained or fluid. Fluid is never touched. Um, then, you know, you definitely need to, make sure that you you look at all those things yeah yeah so it's kind of it's unfair to really judge these systems when you're the fifth owner and it has two hundred fifty thousand miles and nobody's touched it uh hmm. one cool thing about 100 series is they're hand built and the parts are designed to last 25 years so take care of it and it will take care of you uh, and then someone asked how do you remove the entire system and it's just as steve was saying it's a pain you just kind of a bolt that's related to that take it off if it doesn't come off then find the next one and keep going. Uh, the rear shocks do suck. 
it's like a 22 millimeter or something up against the body. So it's a pain, especially with the, the hydraulic line going to the top. Yeah. You want to um, get a, uh, a ratcheting wrench, an open head ratcheting wrench. If you're going to do the, uh, the rear shocks, that's, that's, the, I think the, the mounts are the same on all of them. Right. Cause I remember mine were way up there. Yeah. Yeah. It's a pain. Some people will pull the carpet out and like, uh, find measurements on that. I hate mud and drill a hole through the body. Overkill. So access the, the, just the buy the damn wrench, dude. Like it's fifteen dollars. <laughs> like Jesus. <laughs> and then uh, replacement rear springs keep the HC from struggling when loaded up with gear. You can go OEM, but King HC all the way. And then uh, my favorite question that I was asked: Ooh. If I have AHC, but my wife doesn't, can I give it to her? <laughs> <laughs> I think this is the wrong podcast, but yes, you can let her drive your truck. Uh, if I think I have AHC, should I go see my doctor? No, you should come talk to me. <laughs> if you had the option to run AHC or drive an FJ Cruiser, what color FJ would you get? <laughs> I guess blue. Um Enforceable punishment for those calling it airbags or same thing as the Rover. Yes, I completely agree because it is not the same thing as the Rover. It is entirely different. And in my opinion, it's much more robust. Um, HD in the 200 series is a little bit more superior. Uh, someone asked to comment on that. They've had time to, to mm-hmm. see what happens in the 100 series, improve mm-hmm. upon it. And uh, the 200 series has been out since 2008, and there's really not that much going going on with them in terms of AHC. I mean, there's every now and then somebody complaining on the forums, but not too much. Uh, anything I can do to ensure long-term success other than fluid change? Yes, perform all the maintenance items. Do that and you'll be good for a bit. And then any noises I should listen for that signal trouble? Really the only noise that you're going to hear is the pump going out and that's just going to be a really annoying squealing noise. Um, and just make sure that there's fluid in there. When I purchased mine, it was low on fluid, so it was the sound of air being sucked in. Topped it off, uh, cycled the system a few times, and it was good. But if your pump is going out mechanically, you can pick up like a takeoff from the forum or Cruiser Outfitters or Facebook. Which side is the pump on? Passenger up against the firewall. Because if it's squealing from the driver's side, <laughs> don't go drive because your brakes are about to go out. Yeah. I got a, I got a good story on that one. On, sure. the, on the brakes going out. So oh, no. we went to, we went to, uh, when I was living in California, went to Big Sur and we had my wife's 100 series and we had that thing loaded down. We had bikes and coolers. I think there was a Yeti 75 quart fridge or cooler on the back and you know, it needed all the help it could get. So if we had AHC, we'd have been fine. And all of a sudden we're driving back and we're at the bottom of the grapevine. I don't know if you guys know what the grapevine is, but it's like one of the largest hills in California that is coming out of the Central Valley, like dropping you down into Los Angeles. And all of a sudden I hear this horrific noise. It sounds like a beep. And the, there's a brake, there's a light on the dash that says brakes. And I'm like, what is that? I pull over and the warning wouldn't turn off. The, the, the armature on the, the ABS pump completely like it was, it was so worn out that some of the, the contacts weren't touching the copper, the uh, brushes weren't touching the motor. So we're mm-hmm. two and a half hours away from home. We have our one-year-old and three-year-old at the time. 
and they're crying. Why would, why are we stopped? Why are we pulled over? Like we're on like the side of the freeway. And I'm like, Oh my God, like this is a nightmare. We've been traveling for like eight hours driving in the car and this happens. Mm. So all of a sudden it just turns off. I like hit the pump with a hammer and the thing just turned off <laughs> and I'm like, okay, we're going. And I'm like, we have about 105 miles left, but we're just going. I was like, the emergency brake works. Like yeah. we're in stop and go traffic. We'll just, <laughs> we'll just wing it. So, I mean, you have manual brakes. You don't lose your sure. brakes. It just, you know, you're two foot in it like, yeah. to, to stop. So we managed to get all the way from the bottom of the grapevine all the way into San Clemente, which is about 10 miles from my home in Oceanside at the time without touching the brakes. I was downshifting and like literally didn't touch the brakes the whole time. This is like, the most Jeff story I've ever heard. It absolutely <laughs> is. <laughs> and I'm like, hand on the emergency brake, like when we're coming up in traffic, like downshifting. And I'm like, don't go out, don't go out. So I get home and I didn't realize how expensive those units were. I yeah. knew that. I knew that was one of the things you checked. And I was like, oh, I could just buy a rebuilt one. And then I saw like $3,000 price tags. Wow. I'm like, this is insane. So. I ended up finding a guy who Andy Lee. Who, huh? Andy Lee? I don't I don't remember. I ended up finding a guy who was selling a unit like in the middle of the country somewhere and I mm. ended up buying his his car got flooded or something and he's like he was selling the components of it and I was like, "Oh, I'll buy it from you." And I think I got it for 100 bucks for the whole oh, unit. That's cheap. And it was like it was like flooded. He's like, "I don't really know if it's going to work like I, I don't know what the, it, the car was flooded or something. So I ended up getting it and taking the motor apart and replacing the bearings from my motor, putting them on the other motor. And to this day, it's been perfect. Dang. That's so, wow. Yeah. That, that little Jeez. warning light, oh, man. you guys hear that buzz and you hear the, the squeal. It's not fun. <laughs> so there is a guy on the Facebook page and eBay. His name is Andy Lee L E. Okay. And he rebuilds those. I so you send I, him, yeah, you send him I've, yours, and he will send you one back for like five hundred bucks, which is okay. Great, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that is an option. And then a funny point about that: everybody likes to cry about how AHC could fail in the trail, and you'd be stranded. Oh, you'll be on your bum stops. You can't get out. Well, it's it's a electrically driven pump pumping a hydraulic system which sounds suspiciously exactly like our brake system. <laughs> so to everybody complaining about AHC being unreliable and can fail on the trail, you're driving with a truck that's brakes are driven by the same principle. So yeah, if you're fine with that. Pump. Yeah, no, if you're, there's no vacuum. There's yeah. no vacuum booster. Yeah, if you're fine with your brakes, you should be fine with your suspension. <laughs> and that's on like all the new Forerunners and Tacomas too, right? They have the whole same system. I think so. I think the I FJs, so. the Forerunners. For brakes. Yeah, our GX yeah. has it. Yeah, I know the I know the Forerunners have have a similar one because there's a you could actually get the pump I think off of the Forerunner model and it's the same pump for the Land Cruiser. There's there's a couple of things that you can get that are interchangeable and they're cheaper yeah. because it's a Forerunner and not the Land Cruiser, right? It's a you know yeah. the Land Cruiser tax. Exactly. The V8 yeah. like fourth gen Forerunner mm-hmm. has has a very similar. Maybe some of the connections are different. You got to swap a little bit, but yeah, very similar base. system. So yeah, that's 
you think about it, like looking at, um, you know, people, you know, I, I think of like different owners, right? Cause, cause you're going to have people that own these vehicles that have different uses and different, uh, different passions for what they do. Right. So not everybody lives in this overland world that we live in that likes land cruisers and, and wants to go off road. And so I can see a lot of value in somebody who, who loves the land cruiser and just, or the Lexus LX and, and just wants to make sure they keep it in, in that good of shape and riding well and, and don't want to, you know, fork out for those really. Cause I mean, if you think of like a good suspension, that's going to ride quality with that, you're spending three grand. Like you are like, I know because I did it. It's, it's a part of it. It's just, you're, if you want a good suspension, it's going to cost you money. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just how much it is. You can go out and get the OME for seven, $700, but your ride's going to be crap. Like it is, it's not going to be good. It's going to be like riding around on some leaf springs, but you don't have to spend the money to have a good ride. Right. But if you're, you're out there like you know one day in my life I, I, i'm gonna i want to own a nice cream white 2006 2007 lx i love those i think they're beautiful and keep it bone stock and preserve the thing and and you know you want to have ahc on that because when you get in it and you go ride around you're gonna go man this is this is nice this is real nice <laughs> yeah this is comfy yeah, yeah. Um, i've got i've got 33s on mine and a front winch and sliders and a fridge and I had a rooftop tent at one point and I tow the camper and I float down the highway confidently. It's not like I'm not caddy gliding, but I am, I'm confidently floating and it's mm-hmm. amazing. I love it so much. <laughs> my, my hundred series that I had literally had the factory shocks on it when I bought it. Like they, they were, they, they had Toyota on it and I had like Japanese symbols on it. And it had 240,000 miles on like the, the bodies were completely rusted in California and it's, it's crazy. And, and I drove it like that for like, I think it was like six or eight months, like bone stock with, with the, the, the factory suspension. I cranked the front torsions a little bit just to get a little bit more height and I drove it and it rode so nice. Like the washboard roads in California. Oh my God. I would just flew down it because it wasn't this stiff, this stiff suspension and it was so comfortable and then i even threw my tires on it i threw i threw like the 33s on there 33 and a half and i and i ran it like the back was sagging you know after i put the fridge and the sleep platform back there and all my gear it'd be definitely pre-runner style but it rode so nice and it was so comfortable that i just left it that's awesome so are 33 is the biggest tire you can fit stock <laughs> I was going to ask John. I was so my thunder. I was going to ask him, what's the biggest tire you could run with AHC? Uh, uh, if you do a sensor lift, you can do 35s, man. You're just going to have to beat some some body panels or some fender wells a little bit. You're going to have to beat body panels, whatever you do, if you put 35s on. It's just going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of the, the unfortunately long and a little bit short about AHC. Um, I'm on Instagram as at Lexus Overland. I don't know how I got that handle, but I'm keeping it forever. Yeah. Uh, if you have any questions, hit me up. That's the whole purpose of that page is to help people. So, and I'm, I'm cruising around on Facebook. I won't say my name, but you probably know who I am. So. No, this, this was great. Um, yeah, I guess, like I said, kind of in the middle, if you're still with us, you own a Land Cruiser because you're probably not going to, not going to sit through the, the tech talk we just had. And this was a tech talk and this was great. You know, this is something we haven't done yet on the podcast is have a true, true tech talk, right? We do get 
we, we, we do dive in because uh, it's a technical group, right? You have, you have guys that, I mean, obviously you're an engineer, John, you're an engineer, Steven. Uh, and are you, you're an engineer too. I mean, to a point, Jeff, I mean, I know you work with business intelligence and, and different types of tools. I mean, yeah, I guess so. I mean, I don't have an engineering degree, but he's I, building a trailer. He's an engineer. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm like, yeah. Like, <laughs> Jeff like, engineers solutions. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm like the only one in this group that like doesn't actually touch things. I'm like, no, I suck. Those are the people that. I suck. <laughs> but it's it's a we're a technical group, so this is this is cool. I really enjoyed kind of really going in and 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 if you enjoyed the more technical side of this nature let us know because because this we can definitely keep on kind of diving in to, to some other things a lot deeper and um and, and really kind of have a more techie feel on some of these episodes we're still going to talk about trailers we're still going to talk about adventures because that's why we all do this but the cool thing about this group is we all like to actually work on our own vehicles and so we we try to learn them we try to understand them and, and then we want it because at the end of the day if you're going out on the trails and you're going to be out there bahaing around and grinding over rocks. If you break something, you got to know how to fix that. Like, in my opinion, you mm. you you don't need to go on a trail if you don't know how to fix your rig. It's just yeah. a, a basic tenet of understanding it. Um, you're always going to have help out there, someone who can help you, but they're going to give you a tool and tell you what to do. Like, they're not going to do this yeah. shit for you. Um, so <laughs> it's just a part of it. Like, you know, they're going to be over your shoulder going, yeah, I wouldn't do that. Okay, yep, yep, that's what you want to do there. <laughs> But you'd rather know what you're doing and get into it. And so um, so we'll, we'll keep bringing you this kind of information because I think it's important to kind of get out there and help people understand th these vehicles. They're great vehicles. They're a lot of fun. And, and man, John, this was great. John spent a ton of time prepping for this, guys. This wasn't like he just yeah. showed up and started spitting <laughs> stuff out. If you follow him, you know, he's, he, had, he had notes. He, he's, he is really prepared for this. So, man, I, we really appreciate the effort you put into this. And, and I, I think that – this is going to bring a lot of value. If you're asking about AHC, John's going to be able to give you a YouTube channel and also a podcast link now. <laughs> yep. Yeah. No, it's there we go. Yeah. I'll be awesome. on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of the things on my Instagram is, well, I don't have it on there, but there's no stupid questions. Please. If you have a question about hundred series, AHC, anything, please ask. I will answer. I might make fun <laughs> of you, but I will answer. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. We're coming up on, on right at an hour. And so, man, you, you did a great job filling it up. We appreciate you coming in here and we look yeah, forward thanks, to sir. getting another technical talk with you here in the next, uh, the next few weeks or months. Yeah, absolutely. Happy to help or be on. All right. Well, Hey, have a great week. We'll see you next week.